Hebrews chapter 13, verse number 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. Heavenly Father, we pray that you'd bless the teaching of your word today for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Pray for me, pray for yourselves, that we may grasp some of the profound lessons contained in this relatively simple verse. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. I was thinking about this verse Wednesday when I said that I did not have a message for Sunday morning. This was in the back of my mind and I just couldn't get settled on it. It just didn't seem right to me. Uh, but the Lord wouldn't let me stray from it. So he has something here for you. The question is, uh, to what end? What is the lesson here? This verse is confusing in a couple of ways, not severely so, but just a little bit. One of which is that it is like an island in the midst of a great ocean of material. It doesn't at first glance appear to be directly linked to what Paul has just told us or what he is going to tell us in the rest of the chapter. It seems to stand alone. But going back a couple of chapters to Hebrews 11, and then moving through 12, we see a bit of the context of this verse. The great heroes of the faith shared their testimonies with people, and Paul shared their testimonies with us, and eventually all of the people of Hebrews chapter 11 left this world for a better one. They're gone. And yes, we are compassed about with a great cloud of witnesses before whom we are running our own particular race, chapter 12, in the beginning there. But we are, we need to look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Verse 12, 1 and 2. And we are to remember them which have the rule over us, which is the verse right prior to verse 8. Remember them which have the rule over you, those who have spoken unto us the, the word of God, who have taught us the things of God, considering the end of their conversation. Those heroes are gone. The witnesses that we have watching us really do not have a great effect on our our running of the race. They're there, of course, and it does have a bit to do with us. And many of our Bible teachers have passed away as well. But Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We can count on him. Besides its parenthetical nature, this particular verse, something else which is difficult about it is the grammar which is given to us. The Holy Spirit hasn't given this statement a verb. It's a sentence without a verb, and according to the laws of English uh, uh, grammar, that's just not supposed to be. There's got to be a verb in there somewhere. So we have to assume one. We insert it in there, whatever verb we happen to choose. In my studying, in my preparation, I noticed that various commentators differ about where to place their particular choice of verbs. Some say Jesus is the Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. 
And from that is the emphasis on Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Christ. Of course he's eternal and so on and so forth. But he is the Messiah. He is the Christ. Most of the commentators put the verb after Christ. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's the way I usually picture it. But as I was meditating on it, I asked myself, why can't it be in both places? Jesus is the Christ, and therefore he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. With this in mind, I've given this message the ridiculous title, an irrectable ir, era in era. Oh, no, 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 no. Irradicable. Ineradicable. There we go. Ineradicable. Perdurable. Perdurable Savior. What? <laughs> Why did I do that? I'm regretting it already. Why have I done that? Irredictable is an almost impronounceable word, as you very well know. Antiquated, never used. It means, basically, undefeatable. Can't be defeated. After today, I will probably never use that word again. And you will never use that word, I'm sure, unless you're reading the bulletin and say, oh, you should have heard what my preacher messed up this morning. But uh, nevertheless. And perdurable means undying. Because Christ Jesus is utterly unchanging. He is unchangeable. Because our Savior is all-powerful and absolutely unchanging, he cannot be defeated. We could quit right there. Maybe we should. There's my sermon. Christ Jesus cannot be defeated. Christ Jesus, or Jesus Christ, is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If this verse said only Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, it would mean one thing. And I notice that the hymn we just finished singing has Jesus the same yesterday, today. It would mean one thing. It's not incorrect, but it means one thing. And if the verse said only Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, it would mean something else. But in this particular case, together, we have Jesus' name and Jesus' title. The Son of Man and the Son of God. The God-Man is today and yesterday and forever the same. Together, they take us into a world entirely different from Jesus and Christ if they were separated. And of course, yesterday, today, and forever are referring to the past, to the present, and to the future. Obviously, yesterday is not talking about 24 hours ago. It's not talking about what took place Saturday or Jesus in his life yesterday. It's an undefined period extending from right now back as far as you want to extend it. 
All of the past is a yesterday of sorts. Even, even beyond the beginning of time is yesterday. With the divine or within the divine trinity, Christ Jesus is exactly who he was at the time of creation. Nothing has changed in him. But even more than that, as the eternal son of God, he has never changed from when there was nothing in existence, even back then when it was just God and the Trinity. Christ, the Son of God, has not changed. And who Christ Jesus was during his earthly incarnation, he is today. When we turn to the last book of the Bible, which is giving us things in the future, when we look at the book of Revelation, who do we see sitting next to God the Father? We see, according to 13.8, the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. In the future, we see a Lamb. And we are told that that Lamb was slain prior to the foundation of the world. And in between those uh, silly terms, eternity past and eternity future, really there's only one eternity, but if we want to use those terms, in between those two, who did John the Baptist see? Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. The eternal person to whom Paul referred in our text is the Savior of sinners. He is the one who is highlighted four verses later in Hebrews. The one who suffered outside the gates of Jerusalem that he might sanctify the people with his own blood. This Savior, Jesus the Christ, has always been and is right now the Savior. He has never changed. His purpose in eternity past was to save. His ministry in the future will be to save. In Acts chapter 1, an angel told the disciples just after Jesus' ascension, Ye men of Galilee, why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. It is always this same Jesus. Always has been this same Jesus. Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today Amen. and forever. Yes. But why and how is Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever? He is perdurable and unchangeable because he is God. And therefore, he possesses all the attributes of God. Christ Jesus is divine. He is God, the eternal God. I will not try to prove that to you, but I will share some scriptures. If you believe the Bible, you must believe that Jesus Christ is God, that he and the Father are one. John 10, 30. In the beginning was the Word, speaking of Jesus Christ. 
And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1, verse 1. In Christ Jesus dwelleth the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Colossians 2, 9. Paul said that there's no controversy about it. God was manifest, manifest in the flesh and justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto Gentiles, believed on in the world before being received up into glory. 1 Timothy 3.16 Christ Jesus is the brightness of God's glory, the express image of His person, upholding all things by the word of His power. And when He had by Himself purged our sins... He, the Lamb of God, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Hebrews chapter 1 and verse number 3. As the eternal Son of God, everything said about the Father can be said about Christ, and perhaps even more. God is the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God. And so, to Him should be honor and glory forever and ever. Because He is and always will be Jesus Christ. The same yesterday, today, and forever. And as such, since He doesn't change, little digression, shall we say, the wrath which God, Christ poured out on the Jewish money changers in the temple. That wrath still abides, and it still shall be poured out on the, the, the corruption of religion in the 21st century. His wrath has not changed. And his doctrines, which he taught 2,000 years ago, are still to be taught today. And the holiness which he demanded earlier is still demanded today because Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, yes, and forever. Oh, how easy it is when the microphone's turned up big and loud. Easy to preach. As I was thinking about this verse, trying to clarify it in my mind and going to other scriptures, I discovered something that perhaps is a little misdirection, but nevertheless applies here. Several biblical before and after pictures of Christ Jesus came to mind. If you use a computer or a smartphone to access uh, social media, you've probably been tempted to follow a very dangerous rabbit trail with the enticing words, Look at this movie star from the 1970s and see what she looks like now. Or there was this Olympic athlete back in uh, 86. You should see him now. If you've ever followed that trail, they gave you a picture, a very flattering picture of this uh, person who's well known back in his day. How beautiful, how strong. How perfect. And then they have taken the most uh, wretched picture that they could possibly find of this octogenarian after all the booze, after all the binges, after all the Botox and the benders, after all has done their very worst, they present, look at her now. 
Sometimes it's hard to tell the pictures of the same person. But when it comes to my Savior, if there's any change at all in the before and after pictures, the current picture is even more glorious than the first. In my somewhat shallow Bible survey, I found five of these before and after pictures of the Lord Jesus. In the light of Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever, let me share these before and after pictures. For example, in Revelation 1, when the glorified Lord Jesus was revealing to the Apostle John his messages to the seven churches, Christ describes himself as the beginning and the end, the past and the future. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, saith the Lord. I am he who is and which was and which is to come. I am the Almighty. Alpha and Omega are the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet. They are the beginning and the end of that language, that alphabet. The speaker in that chapter is clearly identified as Jesus Christ, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Further, he says, I am the origination of all things. I am the culmination of all things. As much as it might be said of God the Father, it's true of Christ. In him, we live and move and have our being. And the fact is, this is true of the, the, the pebbles in the street out here. Everything that is, is because Christ has said it will be. Yes. And everything that lives, lives because Christ allows it to live. Digressing again, only slightly, this unchanging one is both the creator and the sustainer of all things. Colossians 1 tells us, By him, Christ Jesus, were all things created that are invisible, that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him, and he is before all things, and by him they consist. Praise God. That he who has created all things out of nothing is the unchangeable God who continues to provide life to those living things that he has created. He changes not. Colossians 1.16 says, not only were they created by him, they were created for him. They were created for his glory. Again, he is the beginning of all things, and all those things end in him as well. Going back to Revelation chapter 1, verse number 8, he says, I am the Almighty. That's a de declaration that he is the absolute and sovereign king of kings. And that has been a fact since before the establishment of time, before the creation of the world. That is why he could tell 
a, a lifeless body come forth and Lazarus comes out. That's why he could turn water into wine. That is how other, how he could order schools of fish to swim into specific nets at specific times. He is king. He is the Almighty. What a joy to serve the Almighty, knowing that our labor is not in vain in Him, because He is inerdicable, or something like that. Every physical law which Christ established at the beginning of time is still functioning as He originally ordained it, because He is the unchanging creator and he maintains things as he chooses the sun rises and the sun sets been doing that for a long time now and the great great grandchildren of the first butterflies that flew around the garden of eden they're still producing butterflies out there the raindrop and the snowflake that fall hit the ground they run to the sea and they evaporate into the atmosphere to begin over and over and over again. The earth has not crept any closer to the sun to be consumed by its heat any farther than the Lord who set the bounds on these things. He maintains these things. He is in charge. Oh, and by the way, the rest of the laws established by God are as well maintained as the sunrise and the sunset. For example, there's the law which says, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. Yeah. Yeah. The wages of sin, death. It's been around since day two, and it's not going away. Science is extending the average human lifetime, but whether the death angel strikes a person down at 30 or at 70, death is inevitable because... Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Yeah. And just as the Son of God was holy, when Isaiah was invited to look into his throne room, he is holy today. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the, uh, uh, the beginner and creator, maintainer of all things. The first and the last. As he judged Egypt, as he judged Babylon, as he... Uh, threw down Sodom and Gomorrah and Tyre and Sidon. He judges sin today. Everything that he ordained in the beginning, he is maintaining at this moment. In the chapter just prior to our opening scripture, Paul shares with us another before and after picture, which I've already referred to. In writing to Christian people, people of faith, people who are depending upon the Savior. He speaks of us as looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. By definition, an author is the creator of an original work. It might be written, it might be graphic, it might be a recording, but the author is the creator of that work. An author is the original source of something, and in this case, Christ is the author of our faith in Him. He is the finisher of our faith as well, which means 
He is the one who brings it to its completion, to its consummation. And again, praise God that our Savior, Jesus Christ, is the same yesterday, yes. today, and forever. In this case, we're talking about saving faith, justifying faith, which begins and ends in Christ Jesus. Faith is the gift of God. It is not of ourselves. Whosoever puts his Holy Spirit-supplied faith in Christ Jesus shall not perish because he is given eternal life by the perdurable, undying Savior. The undying, unchanging, eradicable, undefeatable Savior maintains that which he has authored through his constant intervention on our behalf. Wherefore, he is able to save us to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Who is he that condemneth the children of God? It is Christ that died, yea, rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who maketh intercession for us. I'll close with one other of those scriptures which speak about Christ as the beginning and the ending. You thought this was going to go on forever, didn't you? In Revelation 21 and verse number 6, that of course is near the conclusion of our Bibles, we hear the Lord Jesus say, it is done. It is done. It is finished. It is very similar to what Jesus said on the cross. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. That is, his spirit left that physical body. The work of redemption was fully completed by Christ. Nothing was left for you to do except to receive it by faith. In Revelation 21, verse number 6, Jesus said, It is done. I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. I will be his God and he shall be my son. Toward the conclusion of time as we know it, the ever-living, never-changing Savior will say once again, as he did in the last day, that great day of the feast, when Jesus stood and cried and said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. John chapter 7, verse 37, from a message a couple of weeks ago. At the end of time, Christ will repeat himself, saying, I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. The overcoming to which the Lord refers has nothing to do with our strength and ability to overcome things. It speaks of our willingness to turn everything over to the unchangeable Savior to overcome those things on our behalf. This is a vital part of the gospel message. You and I have no strength at all 
to redeem ourselves. Right. Nothing. We must be willing to abandon all personal hope. We have to be willing to cast it aside to grasp by faith the eternal Son of God, the eternal Savior. Hebrews 13, 8 is a glorious verse. One which we can hang our hats on, we can rest our souls on. If you will humbly turn to Christ Jesus, putting your trust in the work that He accomplished on the cross, He will save your soul from eternal damnation. And by the fact that He is the ineradicable, perdurable Christ, you can rest assured that your soul is in safe hands. I give unto them eternal life. They shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. Why? Because He is the Almighty and Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. Praise His holy name. Amen. Please stand.